Just Start Real Estate, episode number 158. All right, thank you and welcome to Just Start Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host and I am happy to have you here today. I want to jump right into the content, but before I do, real quick, I want to ask you to take a moment, go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It is probably the best thing you can do for this podcast. It's the best way to say thank you if you're enjoying the podcast. If you've ever thought you really enjoy it and you're getting a lot out of it, go to iTunes, give me a rating and review. It means the world. It helps me reach more people. It helps me help more people. And doggone it, it's just a nice thing to do. So if you don't mind, go there and do that real quick, and I would be eternally grateful. Okay, on to the show. All right, thank you for joining me in another Quick Point episode. I really appreciate it. And today I'm going to do something that's never fun for anybody, but I'm going to talk about one of my real estate investing failures. So I'm going to share with you a failure, and this one is more than a single deal. It's not like you know a deal that went that went south on me. This is a separate business that I set up with a partner to do a very different kind of investing than anything I had previously attempted. There were some successes within the business, but ultimately it failed for a number of reasons, and I'm gonna tell you all about it here. So, <clears throat> like I said, never fun to talk about, but I think extremely valuable for people to learn from, <clears throat> even though it's kind of a unique experience that I had, it's still, there's a lot of good lessons within it. So. Let's talk about it. All right. So I've tried a lot of different real estate investing models over the last six years or so that I've been involved in real estate, and not all of them have been successful. I do believe in trying different things and seeing what works. You just have to try. If you don't try, you don't know. So I've tried a few different things, and I've, like I said, some of them work, some of them haven't, and what I'm going to talk about today was kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say epic fail, but pretty bad. So what I want to talk about is the model I tried and kind of how it worked out and you know how I structured it with and I actually had a partner on this one which is unusual I've I've never really partnered with anybody beyond a single deal except my wife obviously she's my business partner but an outside partner like like a business partner you know what I mean like the name on the LLC kind of a thing so I've never done that until this time it didn't work out real well but I, you know I, I still am close with this particular um, person and, and we've done business together since and we'll do it in the future so he's a good guy smart guy just this just didn't work out so like I said the person that I that I partnered with in this business we're still friends and um, we're still gonna work together but about three years ago I was talking to him this is before I knew him real well and he was telling me about the influx of foreign investors coming to the city of Detroit for turnkey rental properties. And in fact, him and I went to a little, like a, like a private, um, a private meeting basically of a local guy here who was kind of bringing together some real estate people in the area that he knew of and just talking about this opportunity and trying to see if there was any interest in partnering or just kind of presenting the opportunity for our consumption basically this is a like a, a local guy it was my mentor and just a guy that had a lot of connections around uh, the city of Detroit so I should say right off the bat that although I was born and raised in Michigan, I have no real knowledge of the city of Detroit in terms of the neighborhoods and the areas that are decent to invest in and what areas to avoid. It's just, I don't know Detroit like that, right? 
like I go to Tigers games and I go to Lions games, but I, I don't I don't know the the neighborhoods, right? I didn't I don't I didn't grow up there. I didn't I've never lived there. So I've never really had the desire to invest in the city of Detroit. <clears throat> and I know people though who are doing it and doing it quite well. They're doing it right and they're doing it ethically. And it is possible for sure to do it really well in the city of Detroit. But even they will tell you that investing in Detroit is unlike investing anywhere else in Michigan and frankly, probably anywhere else in the United States. It's almost a completely different business. <clears throat> and I think the main reason why people invest in Detroit, especially people who aren't familiar with the city, is that you know they hear about the low cost of houses versus the relatively high rent that you can charge for those houses, right? You buy a house for $10,000, you charge you know, someone $850 a month for rent, that's that's a pretty good ROI, right? I mean, that's that's a really good return on your investment, and this is precisely the reason why foreign investors are so interested in Detroit. The problem is they have no idea where the good neighborhoods are and where they should be staying away from. This is also how people are able to prey on foreign investors who just have more money than good sense sometimes, right? I mean, they come in with with tons of money. They want to buy houses. They trust the first person who kind of stands up and says, you know, I'm an investor in Detroit and they get burned. It happens all the time. In the short time that I had this business, I had a couple of different foreign investors contact me and my partner and say, hey, I really got burned. Someone took me for a ride here and, and uh, you know, I mean, figuratively took me for a ride. Um, they basically scammed the people and, and sold them a house that, that was garbage and never worked on it for them and never rented it out. And it was just a bad deal. So... Anyways, getting back to my situation, like I said, three years ago, I was talking to this person who was eventually going to be my partner, and he also, um, you know, he, he he knows that I flip houses, or he knew that I flip houses back then, and, and that I'm a pretty good salesman. Now, I'm not necessarily a good salesman in the traditional sense. Like, if I had to sell used cars, I'd be horrible. I just don't like that kind of sales. But I'm I'm decent at talking to people and creating a rapport, right? And 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 creating a level of comfort and and just sort of being a real person and, and talking to them. So, you know, as far as my my partner was concerned, <clears throat> I um, you know, I knew that he had businesses in the area, and overall a good businessman. He had started a couple of businesses and and done. Um, done well with him, and he was also born and raised in the city of Detroit, which was was key for this partnership because I didn't have that, like I said. And he had a pretty strong knowledge of the area. He knew the good neighborhoods. He knew the bad neighborhoods. He also um, had some pretty good connections to folks who renovate properties in Detroit. So, like I said, <clears throat> working in Detroit is almost a different business altogether. Not all contractors can be successful working in Detroit. For example, if you're renovating a house, even if it's in a pretty good area, um, it's fairly standard practice to hire someone to actually live and sleep in the home during the renovation. <clears throat> you do this to deter thieves from breaking in the house and stealing everything, um, like the copper and you know basically anything of value. As you might imagine, it would be difficult to get somebody who already has their own comfortable, safe little house to live in to do this. <clears throat> Therefore, it's also pretty standard to pay a homeless person or someone who really doesn't have a good place to stay. Um, you pay them to stay there and perform this duty for you. So <clears throat> it's really a win-win situation if you think about it. Somebody gets somewhere to live who didn't maybe have somewhere to live 
otherwise. They get somewhere to live for a couple of months and they make money in the process. So I know this sounds completely strange to anyone who's not invested in Detroit or a city like Detroit. And I thought it was completely crazy too when I first heard it, but it's done all the time. It's very standard practice here um, within the city. So my partner and I decided to start this company where we were gonna buy, renovate, and then rent out the house in Detroit, right? Lease it out. We would then take the fully renovated and occupied house and sell that property as an investment vehicle to overseas and out-of-state investors. The houses would be valued based on their ROI, essentially, and it would be an all-cash um, transaction, so it made it pretty easy and smooth. We were only going to buy in, in the better neighborhoods and really try to create true value for the investors. My partner and I decided on a division of labor that looks something like this. I would be responsible for marketing our business and talking to potential investors, both from out of state and out of the country. When they came in town, and they often did, I would be responsible for bringing them around to various properties and showing them all the different types of investment properties that were available in Detroit and kind of familiarizing them with the city. My partner's responsibility would be to work with contractors, Detroit you know, specialty contractors, in order to get houses renovated and ready to sell. We would both be involved in the marketing of the home and in terms of marketing to renters and then eventually placing renters into the property. We were gonna kind of tag team that part of it. The model made sense, the division of labor seemed fair and we did in fact sell properties to overseas and out of state investors. Things were going pretty well in the beginning um, but where the wheels fell off is when we started rehabbing multiple properties at one time. We really didn't have enough contractors that were familiar with the area and we ended up dealing with a lot of break-ins and squatters. And the final straw for me was when we finished renovating a particular property and before we could even meet the contractor at the house to do the final walkthrough, somebody had broken into the house, changed all the locks, and just started living there. And to me, someone from the suburbs, I thought trespasser, very simple, you call the police, they take them out of the house in handcuffs and you go back to your merry life. That's not the way it works. Not only in Michigan, it's not the way, I mean, not only in Detroit, but all of Michigan. I assumed, you know, they were trespassing on private property. Pretty easy, right? Get them out, no big deal. No. The fact of the matter is, in Michigan at least, and this could be the same throughout the country, I'm not really sure, but in Michigan, once a person establishes a property as their living quarters or their home, quote unquote home, you have to evict them. The process ended up taking 90 days, and at which time I had to go back in and re-renovate parts of the house that they damaged, and I was completely fed up and just totally disillusioned with the business model after this. I decided that investing in Detroit properties was definitely not for me anymore. Like I said, fine for some people, some people love it, not for me. So like I said, my business partner and I are still good friends to this day. We've actually done other business together and plan to do more in the future, so that wasn't an issue. It wasn't his fault, wasn't my fault. It just was, a, was not a great idea. It, it was executed okay, probably not the best, and we kind of learned from it. So what I did learn from all of this is even though you know I'm a successful flipper in Michigan, that doesn't necessarily translate to every single market in every single neighborhood, especially 
you know, inner city areas like Detroit. They're just different, right? I think around the country, there's a lot of similarities, uh, you know, for a lot of the markets. Price points go up and down, but essentially real estate is real estate, except for in very, very, very highly specialized communities. And Detroit's one of them. So it's just a completely different way of doing business. And I'm, I'm just really not familiar or interested in that business anymore, I can tell you. I did learn when to recognize a bad situation and cut my losses before it's a complete disaster. And that's what I did. It wasn't wasn't a complete disaster. I mean, we got out of there without really losing any money, um, but it could have been a lot worse if we had just decided, you know, like to not know when enough was enough. So unfazed, I picked myself back up and successfully went back to flipping houses in the suburbs of Michigan. Definitely realize that you're going to fail from time to time in this industry. You just are. You're going to fail. Don't let it scare you and don't let it keep you from pushing forward. Success is around the corner for those of us who take action. And that is me. And it it really should be you. I'm trying hard to make it you too. Take action. You will succeed. Learn when something isn't working. Adjust, adapt, and move forward. All right. That's all for today. Okay, guys, one last thing before you go. I'd like to ask you a favor. I'd like you to think about the one thing in your business that you struggle with, something that you really need help with, something that you think I might be able to help you get past, a hurdle, a question, just something that plagues you when you're trying to move forward in your business, and let me know what it is. Shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com and put the subject line help and tell me what it is that's keeping you from taking the next step, that's keeping you from propelling your business forward or what's keeping you from getting started. What piece of information, what what thing is, is sort of holding you back from doing what you wanna do in this business? I really wanna know, I really wanna create solutions for your problems and I can only do that if you tell me what your problems are, I truly want to help. Please send me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com. Subject, help, and let me know what it is that's holding you back. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start.